0: Good morning and happy Saturday. It's, what do we call this, Holy Saturday? The Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. And we are going to be reading a passage that talks about what today is all about. John 19, verses 38 through 42. And uh, Matt, would you mind
1: reading this for us and we can reflect on it? It'd be my pleasure. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed the body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified and in the garden, there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. So Brendan, a a short passage in contrast to yesterday's passage. Uh, So as we, as we read that, um, what jumps out to you? What grabs your attention?
0: Nicodemus.
1: Yes. I knew you were going to say that. I was going to say that too.
0: Man. Uh, since watching The Chosen, he's become a really f- uh, fully fleshed out character for me. And we haven't heard much about him since his conversation with Jesus, we were kind of left on the edge. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens with Nicodemus? Jesus mm-hmm. says you have to be born again, and um, you know, this is how it is with people who are of the spirit, and you don't get a sense that Nicodemus is really ready to start following Jesus. You get a sense that Jesus invites him to be born again, but Nicodemus doesn't really ever accept. Invitation, and yet here he is at the end, in secret, taking Jesus' body and placing it into a tomb and i I love the redemption for Nicodemus there that he he was with jesus i don't know if he was publicly with Jesus or not, but um, he has compassion for Jesus he loves jesus um, and i I love getting to see him return to this um, but for me, the, the the word that really stuck out was garden. Mm.
1: Um,
0: the story of scripture starts off in a garden. And here at the cross, I mean, Jesus, we just talked about a couple of days ago, where Jesus says, unless a, a seed dies and falls into the ground, you know, like a seed needs to die and fall into the ground in order to bear, you know, to grow again and bear new fruit. Mm-hmm. And here they're kind of preparing the seed. They're wrapping Jesus up. They're wrapping up his body and they're placing it in the ground and planting planting the seed, so to speak. And um, there's new life in a garden and there's hope in a garden. And you get a sense that um, creation is going to be restored in this mm-hmm. garden. So um, a garden is a place where you plant things for them to grow. And here well, they are. Good placing jesus's body and that's so good he has a real body jesus has a mm-hmm. physical real body that's dead and there's at this point for them there's no hope they're mm-hmm. totally empty and they're placing his physical body into the ground and i'm thinking of the people that in my life that have been placed in the ground um, i'm thinking of the people in our lives together that have pla- been placed in the ground um things in our life, you know, uh, relationships in our lives that have been placed into the ground that maybe feel like all hope is lost. And um and while Jesus is dead in hell, so to speak, I mean, you talk about the Apostles' Creed, I mean that's a whole other thing, but while Jesus is in death, his disciples take care of his body and they plant it in the ground, um, which is their last statement of faith, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um and maybe they don't even know it. Maybe they don't even know they're planting the seed of resurrection, but they're um, planting Jesus in love nonetheless. So I I love this mm. passage, that just the care of the disciples to place a physical body in the ground and trust God. So, yeah, how about you?
1: Brilliant, bro. I mean, I, I never thought about that, but now I'm thinking back to uh, John twelve twenty four about that grain of wheat that needs yeah. to come the ground in order to bring fruit in life um this is the picture of that and um hasn't that been the fun part of the bible reading plan you know the way that these scriptures weave together each week like there's always a thread um it never fails that there's a common thread you know and and it's actually woven through genesis through revelation you know um but just that's so fun i i see it too like in nicodemus um He's toting a hundred pounds of, of spices in, you know, myrrh and aloes. I think of the woman, you know, with that expensive nard, like it's, yeah. it's extravagant. Like this isn't just like this, this, this little, you know, container, uh, you know, this is a hundred pounds of, 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 um, just, just the extravagance of, of, we're going to prepare him well, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go all in, you know, even in death, hmm. um, you know, in worship. Uh, of jesus and um, and then the other part that just struck me uh, was you know talks about joseph uh, uh, and it says that um, he was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the jews and, and I, I think sometimes like um, our first reaction is to uh, look down on anyone that we think is is being a a fearful disciple but i 'm not sure that 's fair to you hmm. know like um He he had fear of the Jews, but he gets a mention in scripture, like, uh, here's a disciple that's being used in the grand story of God, you know, even if he was timid in some ways, or even if he was still a disciple in process, maybe is how I like to view him. He's like, just like Nicodemus, he, he's still a disciple in process and he might not be the bold out front, you know, let's take the hill kind of disciple. Um, he, he has a part to play in the big story. And he gets a mention in the scriptures. And um, I, I just, I don't know why I find that encouraging. Yep. You know, um, you know well, what I mean?
0: Yes. And in contrast, where are the quote unquote real disciples?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it says he was, you know, he was a disciple in secret, but uh, not so secret here. Mm-hmm. The, the real, quote unquote, real disciples are really the ones hiding in secret.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where, where are they? Where have they gone? Why aren't they burying Jesus' body? So he, in some ways, he is taking the hill. Mm-hmm. You know, he's literally taking the hill of Golgotha. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this speaks against, we have con, you know, conceptions of who's a disciple, who's not a disciple, who's really following Jesus, who's not following Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when the rubber hits the road, you know, who's the one who's there at the cross? Who's the one who's there at the tomb when yeah. there's no hope, when everything, when, when all hope is lost, mm-hmm. who who are the people who actually show up? Um, and it's oftentimes not who we thought. Um, during this coronavirus pandemic and shut in and stuff, I've been talking to some other, of my friends who are church leaders who say they've been learning a lot about how to be a disciple in isolation from the people who we're kind of the shut-ins who never really showed up to worship like everyone else did, who didn't participate in the regular rhythms. And now they're, they're, they're showing up in big ways for the church. You know, like people who couldn't participate in worship for one Mm -hmm. reason or another, or um, maybe because of a disability, weren't able to participate all of a sudden are coming forward um, in the moment where we need them the most. So Mm -hmm. um, we we have to leave room to be surprised and open to who are the disciples that Jesus calls to himself in moments where, um, you know, for the, for the rest of us, it's easy to be a disciple for m- most of our homeostatic life. But then when the, when the, you know, when the crap hits the fan, mm-hmm. like who are the people who stick around
1: Yeah, and remain I, faithful? I think- we're living in that moment right now where those disciples are so necessary and I think are going to be the true ones to um, to help carry the church. You know, because mm-hmm. we have to be careful not to um, elevate like the visible leaders in the, the, the public, you know, ones up front as like the, the, the ones who, you know, are, are the power players in the kingdom. I mean, it's often more than not. In, in in God's kingdom economy, it's um it, it can be the meek, it can be the the hidden, it can be the humble. You know, the, those are the those are the ones that um that step in and step up. You know, in in those moments, and I think we're gonna, like you just said, I, I think we're gonna experience that, and are experiencing that in a very very positive way, right? Yeah.
0: Now. To simplify it, it's like the story of the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. where the regular the disciples who have been following Jesus are like the hare who just get, get burned out or scared or scatter when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like the tortoise who was behind the whole time, but who just stayed the course, kept following in obedience, remained faithful mm-hmm. in the same direction, long obedience in the same direction, without the praise, without the attention, without the reward, just sticking faithful to Jesus. And they're the ones who put him in the ground and... Plant the seed of resurrection for the entire world,
1: and I think John learns that because he's the one writing this. You know, he's he, he finds it important to to mention them, to, to yeah. note them, to elevate them. You know, he, I think he's he's learning that.
0: Yeah, so cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks for talking about this passage. I never, I didn't know we were going to get so much out of this short little passage, but yeah, um, me neither. This is great. Um, looking forward to um, tomorrow morning, Easter morning. What do you say we record a podcast for tomorrow morning?
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: All right, we'll do it. We don't normally do a podcast for Sunday morning, but it's Easter. It's Easter. Let's just do it. It's Easter. All right, we will be in your ears. Until then, be filled with the hope of resurrection. And tomorrow morning, just jump for joy. Jesus is alive. We will talk with you then. Bye-bye.